like, I have an idea. We will be a city where people can bring their goods. I want it so badly for one of the people he's trading with to be like, no, no, we know what trading is. <laughs> oh no, yeah, he's he's such a privileged piece of shit. He's like the white dude in the room and he's like, yes. dear friends from Africa and Asia. <laughs> oh my, he might as well hog the Coke mirror and explain how it's a video game that pays you in Bitcoin. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> God awful movie 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 Welcome back to the Gamecast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema or the terrorists win. I'm your host, No Illusions. Heath's unable to join us this week, but sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I win, Noah. That's how I am. <laughs> and why does Eli win? Well, that's because we're excited to welcome back our favorite guest masochist. That's right, Marsh. Deal with it. Kara Santa Maria is the host of the Talk Nerdy podcast and a three-time Emmy award-winning science communicator. Kara, welcome back. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Emmys in the intro this time were just to twist the knife. I you know, usually... <laughs> Usually it's because we like to set you up. But this week, I think it was like, and her parents really believed she was going to do great things. So yeah. <laughs> anyways, speaking of which, tell us, Kara, what will we be breaking down today? Yeah, usually I have something to say here, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. um, what? I have no idea what I just watched. <laughs> Wait, wait. I know what it's called. I can at least tell you okay. what it's called. I have that queued up. It is called Hermes Winds of Love Movies Full Spiritual Anime. Or at least that's yep. the title on YouTube. <laughs> that is the film. And Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you loved the bat shittery of the happy science cult, but you wish they weren't held back and hemmed in by all the real world stuff of their other films, <laughs> you will love this movie. This movie is a delusion set in a delusion, the anime. Yeah. No, it's a Matryoshka doll of, of, of insanity. It's so awesome. And it, it was, it was, I do believe Kara's first entree into the world of the happy science cult. So welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I would have known that that was a thing <laughs> because I just dived, I don't know, face first into the deep end of some crazy jello. I have no idea what this is. I think like on, on the one hand, we felt like we needed to tell you about what it was and everything. But on the other hand, we didn't want to like ruin the innocent period in your life where you didn't know what the happy science cult was. So we were torn. That's fair. That's fair. But you'll notice that my notes throughout the whole film, and you guys will hear this, are just, what? What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> like, I've watched four of their movies, and so are mine, right? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. okay. Don't worry. This mythology isn't consistent. You're not like, who's Luke Skywalker? This is like... <laughs> Luke Skywalker might as well show up in this movie. That's how right, little... Yeah consistency. He's in the sixth level of heaven. We don't quite get there in this one. So is there anything you guys <laughs> want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah, I mean, clearly best, worst, mismatched subtitles and dubbing. Like, it's two different <laughs> movies. We're watching two completely different movies, but there's also so much more. 
for some reason, whenever we do one of these happy science movies, the guy writing the subtitles and the person writing the dubbing are like kept locked away in separate rooms. <laughs> never the twain shall meet. One of them turns into a fucking wolf during the day and the other one turns into an owl at night or some crazy shit. I have no fucking idea. It's so weird every time we do this. Yes, because l lest we forget, there is a thing called the time dimension, which means at some point someone has either spoken this movie in English or written this movie in, in English before the other yes. person has done their thing. You would think. So, okay, I'm going to go with best worst roping the kids back in with an action beat. So, <laughs> you, like every Happy Science cult movie, this is disguised to look like a regular cartoon of some sort so that, you know, when mom walks in the room and you're watching this, there's like a, you know, only a one in five chance that she's going to walk in on some of the really crazy shit. And so periodically throughout this movie, it'll just be like, but now we're leading a commando raid on the evil king. And you'll be like, but why are you? Oh, you're done. You're done. OK, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> and of course, I teased it. I'm going to go with best, best experience knowing Kara is watching <laughs> the movie. <laughs> It has been postulated among our listeners that this show has gone from a movie review show to how deeply into insanity can I drive our good friend Kara Santa Maria without her just quitting and never coming back. Wait, seriously? I feel like this is, this is, this is about, I think this is as far as I've pushed so far. Like, aside from my eventual plan to show Heath an hour and a half of static and insist that he review it, I think that Eli, this is... Eli, yeah. if you scroll to page 25 of our notes, mm -hmm. literally, this is my last note for this movie. Spoiler alert. I hate everything. The fact that this exists makes me feel like everything I've ever done in my life is futile. This movie broke me existential crisis incoming. Mission oh, accomplished. Damn See, there we go. Damn yes. I had episode 389 in the pool and this is 388. Damn mm -hmm. it. I overbid. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, my God. <laughs> I've got some payouts to count out now, so I guess we're going to pause for a quick break. But we'll be back in a flash with all the ahistorical bullshit that is Hermes Winds of Love. Seriously? Whoa, Kara, what, what's the matter? Yeah, you look mad. I am. This copy you sent over for Blue Chew is super creepy. Wait, what's Blue Chew? Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Well, that sounds great. What's the problem with it, Kara? Well, Eli wrote for me to say, quote, the genitals not invigorated by Blue Chew disgust me and all women, end quote. Okay, they said to motivate our audience, so okay, that... Yeah. I thought those medications needed a whole process to get, though. Well, the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Yeah, which is why I assume Eli wrote for me to say, quote, women can smell if you've been to a pharmacy in the last nine days and we hate it. Okay, in my defense, I thought that was true. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code AWFUL at checkout. 
Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code AWFUL, to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, but still, this string bikini you guys asked me to wear, I thought you were better than this. Plus, this is an audio-only podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not for you to wear. That's for me. Oh, God, I'm going to go wash my eyes out. Use the station. Great investment, the eyewash station. Oh, yeah. No, it's paid for itself. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Wait, Eli, where are we? Oh, uh, we're in the ninth dimension. The ninth dimension? Yeah, that's the cosmic realm. It goes fourth dimension, uh, post-humus realm. That's where the ghosts and the super angels live. And there's the fifth dimension, the realm of good. That's pretty much all angels. The sixth dimension, that's the realm of light. That's where evolved beings like Moses and Sir Isaac Newton are. And then there's the seventh dimension. That's the Bodhisattva realm. Those are your gods. The eighth dimension, the Tathagata realm, also gods, but like super gods, the way that like Vishnu is sometimes some of the other gods as well. And then the ninth dimension, that's where we are. Cosmic realm, this is where El Cantare is. Did someone call for me? Oh, there he is. Oh my God, El, get in here, big guy. Come here. Hey, bro. Sorry, who is this? Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, Kara, this is El Cantare. He's a super duper god. And he's been, oh my gosh, let's see. Uh, He was Ramu in the Mu continent. He was Thoth in Atlantis. Uh, Rant Al Crude in the ancient Incan Empire. That's what I've dressed like now. Yes, he dresses like that most of the time. Oh, and he was Aphelius in Greece and mm-hmm. then Hermes mm-hmm. also in Greece. That's what this week's movie is about. Wait, he was in Greece twice? Sure was. I, I love that. Fl- the flaming cheese thing with the oil. Wait, what's that called? Saganaki? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. And then, of course, he was Buddha. And now he's the head of the happy science cult in Japan. Yep. Oh, also, there's heaven and hell and stuff, but that happens in the movie. We don't need to. In the movie, yeah. No need to retread that ground. Wow. Okay. Well, that honestly doesn't make this movie any clearer, but mm, nice to meet you, I guess. Nice to meet you. Big fan. Loved brain games. Oh, thanks. Any word on another season? I'm not really allowed to talk about it. No, no, that's cool. I, I get it. I get it. Is, uh, is Keenan nice? Oh, yeah. He's lovely. Nice. Good. He seems nice. I'm the god of the universe. Yeah, you mentioned that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown. I'm going to start off with a spaceship arriving on ancient Earth because of fucking course we are. I mean, to be fair, my first note is, that's right, Kara, it's a two-hour-long anime, but then, then the movie starts with a spaceship landing on it. And Kara's first note. <laughs> my first note is, OMG, what did I agree to? I hate you guys so much. And then immediately after, why don't the subtitles match the dubbing? Yeah, right. No, that jumps right out at you. So the movie tells us, this is its opening premise, every myth is based on a true story. Which is where I wrote, I think they misunderstand what the word myth means. Yeah, a little bit. And I wrote, possibly the dumbest thing you could say as a human, like out of your mouth. It's so funny. But then they're like, you know, and myths change, stories change over time, but not this one. This is 100% a true story. And immediately after that, 
They say this is 100% true. We cut immediately to a golden feather flying between space lotuses in an infinite watery plane spawning into a goddamn Pegasus. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, like all true stories, this one starts in the fifth dimension where the high spirits live using <laughs> feather spirits. <laughs> and then I wrote, keep up, Kara. I can't explain everything. <laughs> <laughs> but the voiceover tells us that this story is going to take place in ancient Crete 4,300 years ago, right? Yes, this is important to remember. Yeah, ancient <laughs> history to the Minoans here. Mm -hmm. So we, we follow this feather around the market for a bit Forrest Gump style, and eventually it alights on this old guy under a tree who's like, oh, I have a quick prophecy, everybody. And everybody stops, right? Because that's what you did back then when somebody said they had a prophecy. And he explains that a hero will be born soon that'll be like the main character in everything. Right. right. And they're like, a prince is coming. A new prince will be born. At which point I'm very confused. Is this about Jesus, but said in ancient Greece? Is it about Greek gods? Why is this a Christian movie? Why did you make me watch this? <laughs> I hate you all. The interesting thing is like the, the answer to the first three questions you asked were all yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also Jesus. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yep. Sure was. But yeah, so he's like, a, you know, a prince will be born. And then we cut immediately to a prince being born, which means that, like, he probably saw the queen and knew she was pregnant, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I, wrote my, I wrote my notes. If the queen was pregnant, a king will be born is a pretty dumb fucking prophecy. <laughs> I'm going to remake this movie where he does that prophecy and someone's like, yeah, Larry, we all know. Well, this is <laughs> get a job they, over and over again in this movie. They do shit like this. It's like it's your cartoon. It's not even just a, your movie. It's your cartoon. Your fucking prophecies can be amazing. Your magic tricks can be insane. But instead, he'll use his fucking magic wand as a divining rod and shit constantly. This movie, this <laughs> movie does that shit. Yeah. So, OK, so we, we, we get the title Hermes Winds of Love or whatever the fuck it is. And then we cut to everybody being shown the new prince a la Simba's presentation in The Lion King. Oh, right. This is where all the misogyny starts within like minute three of the movie. Oh, like, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like I want mom's like, I want him to be sweet and loving. And they're like, no, he's going to be a warrior. And <laughs> he's going to have balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be clear, the wise old, the wise old king's wife is like, I hope he is kind and gentle. And he's like, pussy. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Yeah, he's going to be a warrior. He's not going to love art and music and all that gay shit. <laughs> and then apropos of nothing is somebody's like, oh, and also King Minos, uh, he is the bad guy in this part of the movie. He's, yep. He wants to take over all of Greece. You'll get that later, but I'm going to remind you of it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so then we, we cut over to, to Gnosis, to, to Minos's palace. You can tell that we're going to the bad guy palace because it's it's nighttime there. It's much more poorly lit. That's how villains yes, exactly. establish themselves. Also, this is the first time a cartoon is super Jewish looking. And I was like, yikes. But I do want to get ahead of this now. They've just given everyone a stereotypical Jewish nose because they're Greek. So get ready for standard anime characters with a big old honk and schnoz <laughs> in every scene. I didn't even get like, yes, this had anime vibes to it, but it also just felt like all the illustrated Bible stories that I watched in the 90s. Sure. Right. Yeah. It was just like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, Except it, in Greece. Yeah. Sort of a perfect amalgamation of the two. Yeah. <laughs> but the first of the cartoon Jews that we meet is going to be the lackey. He's 
sort of the kind of comic relief. He's the the nerdy lackey of the great evil king, Minos. Mm-hmm. Why does every super ultra powerful king have to have like a, somebody with like severe social anxiety following him around everywhere he goes? <laughs> Like, I've never understood that trope, but it always exists. It's like, um, sir, um, don't kill yes. me, but here's the thing you need to know. <laughs> like, it's so irritating. That's, and that's what he's going to do every time we see him for the entire yeah. Uh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. And the narrator cuts in, in case we haven't figured this all out, to say, though, that guy, the evil king that you just saw, he's the bad guy. He's a tyrant, but the people prayed for a hero to come and save them from the tyrant. Yeah. So for those of you wondering what levels of like explanation we're on, they introduced him in the last scene. We see him in this scene and then they still felt the need to bring in the narrator to explain who he was. Yeah. Yeah, This movie has a lot of narration. Right. You take away the exposition. This movie is 17 minutes long. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. If you take away the dramatic pauses, this movie is 17 (laughs) minutes long. Yeah. No, that's what those 17 minutes are. (laughs) Occasionally, I'll admit. I watch our movies, especially when they're on YouTube, 1.25 speed, sometimes 1.5. I watched this on 4x speed and I missed <laughs> nothing. I missed not. It was just people having a normal conversation for the 20 minute movie I watched. <laughs> so, okay. So then we, we cut to 26 years later. So now I guess we're like you do. Yeah, we're 4,274 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I'm just helping you out with the math there. And we, we cut to Hermes. He's all grown up and he's on a white horse being chased by evil black horses while they have like a horseback sword fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like you do. Horse scenes in regular movies are boring. So this is drawings of horse scenes. It's yep. actually, it's somehow more boring than a normal horse scene. We're so on the same wavelength. Yeah. yeah the world's slowest fight scene I literally wrote are all animes this boring I don't know I don't watch anime (laughs) is this normal pace for a boring anime or is this extra boring this one is extra boring yeah okay Kara Kara we don't speak ill about (laughs) anime in front of our audience (laughs) sorry sorry might want to cut that out (laughs) maybe in sunny Los Angeles as you bathe by the pool You can talk shit about anime, but we are the underground here. (laughs) There are body pillows listening to this podcast, Kara, and we think they're awesome. (sighs) So, okay. The key, though, is that Hermes swords the swordiest, and then he heads into town. All the people gather to get a glimpse of him, and it's it's time for some fucking exposition. I love this vehicle so much, right? Because everybody's in town going like, oh, soon he will marry one. Maybe one of you lucky ladies will be his queen. And these two kids show up, these two sprites. Oh, I hate these kids. With a pelican. Oh, no. I have them as the pelican sprites for the rest of my (laughs) notes. And they come in and they're like, no, no, he's going to marry Aphrodite. I have read ahead in the script. He marries Aphrodite later. Duh. She's the fucking. And they give her backstory like in a way that would seem rushed if they were giving him a side quest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She was kidnapped and is being held by the evil king of Lindos and someone's going to come and get her out of her cell someday and that will be her husband. And like, to be fair, they don't just say it. They giggle it. (laughs) They giggle everything. They're so irritating. I want to punch them. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Carol wants to punch babies. You heard it here. You it. all heard it. Hates anime. I, I stand by. I stand by my comments in this, in this instance. They're just 
I do. It's fair. Later in the episode, she's going to pretend to be a licensed therapist. It's a whole thing, everybody. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) I hate you so much, (laughs) (laughs) you. But I also, this is in the moment in the movie where I realized that they're just going to use whatever fucking mythical names they feel like, Mm -hmm. right? Like when they did Minos and Hermes, I was like, okay, I guess those are kind of connected in the myth, but this is where they're like, and it's Princess Aphrodite and Prince Spanikopita and fucking (laughs) and and Master (laughs) Tahini of the Yogurt Lands. And I'm just like, oh, we're just saying the Greek words in whatever we order we fucking feel like. And also, just the the kids look up. There's a a ship going by in the in the sea next to them, and it's got black flags, so you know it's the bad guy ship. And the kids are like, "Oh, I bet those are both uh, hostages being sent to be eaten by a minotaur." Yeah, except they don't say minotaur; they say minotaur oh, they every do. fucking time they say it, and it makes me crazy. Yeah, why do they pronounce it minotaur? Is it because dude's name is Minos? I think so. <laughs> is that the only reason? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they're going for. But yes, to to be clear. People are being sent to be eaten by a minotaur in this true story. <laughs> so, okay. So now we cut to Lindos where Aphrodite is swimming nakedly in the sea. No, this is road. Road. Road is. Oh, yes. Yes. We're in roads. Yeah. Uh-huh. Roads, mm-hmm. not Linda. Why, why do these places have to have names? Well, it's Just to confuse us. They're real places, Kara. This really happened in <laughs> real, real life. Real history. 4,300 years ago. Documentary. <laughs> So, see, and all my notes at this beginning is like, I promise this isn't a hentai, Kara. I pr- see, blurred. <laughs> Boy, they blurred her boobs. Not a hentai. Right. Wait, wait. This is like an important, okay, this is an important thing to talk about here. I really want to talk about this. Why is it that like tits are okay, but they have to be uh, like Kendall tits? Like you yeah. can show yes. boobs, but they can't have nipples because once they have nipples, then they're sexual. When men can have nipples all day long. Like what? I don't understand this weird puritanical logic. And can somebody please explain it to me? I, I mean, well, it's very obvious. I don't know about you, but like I fall into a blood rage when I see a female nipple. And like, I don't know. I am not responsible. I watch male nipples all day. You show me a male nipple in isolation. Totally fine. You Photoshop male nipples onto female nipples. I'm totally fine. Female <laughs> nipples anywhere in a vacuum. I'm yeah, no, grabbing blood, the smash blood rage. Obviously. Also, it, and I have just a, every bit as complicated uh, a question to ask. Is there some kind of fucking award that Japanese animation gives for orangist cartoon water that this movie <laughs> is angling for somehow? They were so proud of their ocean water animation. Mm-hmm. They made us look at it for so fucking long. Anyway, so Afri- we meet Aphrodite. She's being held but we just we just had this fucking backstory, right? We just got this exposition from the kids, and now we're going to go to see the exposition while the guards beneath her window tell us that exposition again. <laughs> Want so badly for one of the guards to just be like, no, I, I heard the earlier scene, too. I was, they read the, uh, <laughs> the pelican sprites already clued us in. The fairy kids. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so that night, Aphrodite is doing her hair by the window. She's a woman, so she does her hair. By the window. <laughs> by the window. Kara, you do that, right? Every you night sit, you, you sit, window, yes. you sit on the nearest sill. Yeah, longingly. That's the word yeah, I was well, obviously. Say. Longingly, waiting for my prince to come save me. There, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> precisely. She She's watching dolphins out the window. She's like, you lucky little fuckers. I bet you swim wherever the hell you want. And this suddenly descends into a goddamn musical number about the moon and how free it is. 
I was so happy. I was so happy. I have no idea what happened because I just sat there picturing Kara being like, oh, okay, well, it's time to watch a movie. Oh, man, it's a cartoon. I don't like this musical number. Bam! <laughs> What's worse than anime? Musical anime. This is where I learned that you can just fast forward through the three full minutes of what yeah. language were they singing in? In Japanese, I do believe, yeah. That, that, oh, <laughs> I thought they were going for ancient Greek. I wasn't sure what that was supposed to be. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. I can't I can't say for sure that they weren't, uh, you know. Right, because they didn't overdub any of the musical numbers. They just put subtitles. Right, yes, exactly. And and the, the subtitles they put up, I don't know if those are actually the lyrics, but they're so stupidly literal, <laughs> right, on all of the songs. They're just singing what their action is in that moment. <laughs> but anyway, so she's singing about how someday her prince will come and as she's doing it, she, you know, rides a flying dolphin in this true story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, and she's lonely. We get it. Like, the song's about being fucking lonely. Yeah. But just as her reverie is ending, she notices that there's a dude rowing up to the shore. Damn it if it isn't her prince coming to wave high or something. I love what you wrote here, Noah. His head is weirdly nacho-shaped. What does that even mean? It was, no, it, it's got a real triangle vibe. Going. Sort of like a Dorito with eyes going on there when we first see him. The animators were struggling on this one, right? Because yeah. like, you were constantly like, wait, is that supposed to be the same guy we saw earlier? He looks different from the left side and the right. <laughs> I didn't know that animators could be racist against Greek people until I saw this movie. And I was like, all right. Nacho headed is a slur in, yeah, apparently. in the animation studios of Japan, apparently. You fucking Dorito. So, so, so Hermes comes up to her window and he's like, hey, I'm the main character. You're the love interest. Come to your window. But she's not so sure about this because he comes from the same island as the evil King Minos, right? She she literally just sang a song about how someday someone will come for her. And he's like, hey, I came for you. And she's like, mm, no. Yeah, she blows out her light. She's like, what? Not you, nacho-headed freak. But before she blows out her light, for some reason, a moth dies by suicide in it. Yes. What was that? What was that scene? <laughs> to be fair, he probably heard the singing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we cut to a bullfight. Or it's not a bullfight. It's a bull. Tease? No, you gotta you gotta talk about the backstory first. Well, so but, but we get the bullfight and then we flash back into the oh, backstory, right? From right. from the bullfight. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really watch this whole movie. Right? No, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so King Minos is watching this bullfight and he's thinking back about when he became so obsessed with bulls and wouldn't you know it? It's when he had a minotaur kid. <laughs> <laughs> now look. I'll talk about it in a second, but this flashback is better and less crazy than the actual Greek myth about the origins of the Minotaur. No, that's oh. fair. Okay. So, yeah, so he's his wife was pregnant and the, the doctor comes out and he's like, okay, this is going to be weird. I just, if you want to sit down for a second, I don't, they don't cover this one in medical school, right? <laughs> and then we get the, the, the dad blowing up. He's like, how the fuck did I have a half bull kid? <laughs> the doctor says, I, maybe your wife fucked a bull. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Sword stab. Oh, yeah, because then he murders him. Yeah. Yep. He just murders him like you do when you're mad. To be fair, that's on the doctor. That's bedside manner 101. <laughs> yeah. is, I mean, Kara, 
You're the dead people dentist here. When is it appropriate to tell someone their disability is due to their mother's unfaithfulness? <laughs> Yikes. But okay. Okay. Riddle me this. Will you guys help me understand this? So I'm trying to figure out where we are in time because mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. matters usually. Sure, yeah. So basically, Minos is the father of a minotaur, minotaur yes. as they call it. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the movie, Minos looks like a dude. But for the rest yep. of the movie, Minos wears like a lucha libre mask. Of a bull. Of, of a, a bull. bull. With a big bull yeah. nose. Yeah. yeah. Right. But they say that this happened when he had the kid. I, very confusing. But at the beginning of the movie, the kid was already had. Right. Why was he not in his bull mask from the beginning? Yeah, yeah very, I, very I, I honestly, I think the movie didn't realize that, right? Oh, like the movie they're was making like, it up as they go. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Also, weird that he wore a bull mask ever since his son was born with a bull's head. That, that would be like me wearing a hat shaped like a giant ear tube for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, this, <laughs> this curse has come upon my toddler. <laughs> Which is why I always wear this empty carton of raspberries upon my head to remember his great curse. Also, though, he says, you know, he's like, oh, I will lock my mutated minotaur child and his mother in a I'll build a great labyrinth and they'll never find their way out. And I'm like, why have a way out? Why not just build a big room and lock the door. I don't yeah, understand. The- <laughs> Why would you give him a fighting chance? I don't want him to be bored down there. So <laughs> it's so weird. And okay, are we are we to understand that he has like bull DNA in him? I don't. And that's why he had a bull kid. Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Kara, because I have been sitting here salivating for my chance to repeat the actual myth that is the origin of the Minotaur. Uh, Don't worry, it's only a couple sentences long. You see, the god Poseidon gives Minos a beautiful white bull. And Minos loves it so much that he doesn't sacrifice. He sacrifices it a different cow instead, which pisses Poseidon off. So Poseidon makes Minos' wife fall in love with the bull. And the wife comes to Mino. This is 100% the real Greek myth. She comes to the, and she's like, I really want to fuck that bull. And he's like, what? And she makes him build a giant wooden cow that she hides in. Yep. The white bull fucks her and she gives birth to yep. a minotaur. That is the actual <laughs> Greek origins of the minotaur. That's in the Harvard Dictionary of Greek Mythology. Yeah, but to be fair, they didn't know. They didn't understand science. <laughs> it made sense. Yeah, no, I mean, wait, what woman hasn't dreamed of climbing into a wooden cow costume and being fucked by? Come on, Eli. I was going to say, Kara's lack of reaction there, deeply disturbing. <laughs> well, also, because... Let's well, I not get, get all judgy on everybody's kinks all of a sudden, okay? Right, exactly. Like, who am I? Who am I to judge? But also, to be fair, like, I know, and you'll see this throughout all of my notes, and I try to always kind of, I, I only, <clears throat> when I do these recordings, I'm like, how often do I get to like hit the big red button and go, misogyny, misogyny, mm-hmm. uh, uh, big test, because it gets old after a while, right? But like, there's just this understanding that all this shit was written by men. So no, I'm not surprised that a man thought a white, a woman would want to fuck a bull. Right. Because it's men who are looking up <laughs> women fucking bull porn online. Right? <laughs> Fair. Right? Okay, now it feels like protests too much in the other direction. Like we caught care. And she's like, yeah, it's men. It's all men. And every, everyone should stop searching for anyone who might or might not be looking up bull porn right now. Sure, so- Eli. Sure. All right. So, but the, but the key is though, is that Minos is so upset 
that he had a half bull child that he becomes an atheist, right? He, he says, I shall not believe in the gods anymore and be an atheist. And there's like thunder crashes in the background. That's so Classic stupid. path to atheism. Your son is born as a cow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but he doesn't just say that. He says, if I am being punished, I will no longer believe in a god and I will conquer all of Greece myself. Right, because yeah. That's also his motivation for being Well, a right, because when your kid is born half, well, you know, you got to you gotta find new hobbies. Just take your mm, mind off it. Yeah, sure. yeah, I get it. So we, we back out of the flashback. We're back at the bullfight. This is also where we meet Ariadne. That's Minos' daughter. She cuts in to say, like, yeah, I used to be a great dad, but then, you know, my brother was born with the, with the whole bull thing, and he's been a real shit since then, right? Uh, it's always tough to be the younger child. <laughs> All right, so 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 meanwhile, so Hermes is sailing back to Lindos to go see his his crush again. His advisor is like, it's too dangerous. You can't go to Lindos. And he's like, oh, come on. This is the 13th time we've gone to Lindos, dude. How dangerous could it really be? That's so funny. This is, it's like a bad improv sketch. Yeah. Was, no, master, this could be dangerous. No, it's not dangerous. Oh, well, then why did I say that line in which all the lines are written down and chosen on purpose? Well, and also, but we're, we're to believe at this point that he's gone to her window 12 times to serenade her and she's just blown out the lamp every time and pretended not to be home. Dude, she's not into you. Right. This is the point where, like, do you guys remember that weird rapey Western that you guys made me watch? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. This is that in anime form. Right. This is well, the it's the same plot. Mormon levels of stalkerhood, right? He starts talking about the special bond. That, he's never seen her, <laughs> right? And he's like, but we share a special bond that was forged before the heavens were even made. And it's just like, no, dude, you're a fucking stalker, right? Yeah. But we cut to Aphrodite. And again, it's it's all men writing this. So, of course, she's, she does secretly want him to show back up. She does actually share the secret bond with him. Mm-hmm. So she looks out her window. She sees him. He's coming. He's rowing through an absolute fucking hurricane at this point, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty funny. He's like, I'm coming. Oh, sorry. A lot larger. A lot, uh, lot more waves than I thought when I was on the bigger boat. <laughs> I'm but actually I'm- not getting closer to you. I'm rowing my ass off, Whoa. but I'm just staying... <laughs> Right. Any chance you'd be willing to swim halfway out? No, you know what's fine. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll come get you. Well, and I think his boat is supposed to crash on the rocks or something here, but they couldn't afford the animation. So we just see her like see something bad happen and then throw herself on the bed to weep. Yeah. The sound effects were really not great here because it was him struggling to row being like, and then she goes, oh no, and starts to cry. And this is when my wife came downstairs and said, what did we say about watching porn full volume while the baby is asleep? (laughs) So yeah. But, but he makes it to the shore and now he's going to do a musical number He's going to sing about the plot in hilariously literal lyrics. It's so mm-hmm. funny. It's so amazing. I am Hermes and you are Aphrodite. I wrote in my notes, strong start, strong start. <laughs> <laughs> also, let me just say, because at this point I was watching it 2x speed. If you watch this musical number on 2x speed, he fucking shreds on that lute. He's like, yeah, right? Yeah. So... So yeah, so he sings and he sings so good that she she's like, all right, well now I now I like him. So she like blinks a light at him seductively from the window. <laughs> he runs up, she throws down a scroll, right? And I so wanted him to open it up and there's like a you know, do you like me? Check this box thing with a check over it or something. But no. 
Instead, she's thrown down a note that says she's going to try to escape on the night of the next full moon. And if he comes back, he can help her. Right. See, if it was me, that note totally would have said she had a boyfriend and that things were getting kind of serious. <laughs> I really wish you would stop. I, I, I appreciate that you wrote that whole song. It's not going to be useful for you later. But. You don't want to spoil our friendship. <laughs> what? I haven't met you. You're, I said I don't want to spoil. <laughs> but just then, sensing perhaps that the kids were getting bored, some guards show up. And Hermes has to karate them away, right? He has, he like, <laughs> karate fights them and then he runs away. Okay, I don't want to stop us for too long, but I do want to point out that this grab the arm hip throw will be the only move any of the anime characters in this entire yes. film do. I, did they get it as like a bonus pack? Like, you can apply this judo throw to any anime model for free. <laughs> <laughs> Buy three hip throws and get one free. <laughs> They yeah. forgot that this is a movie and not a video game. And like, yeah. Right. Oh, more yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, just quit just smashing X, man. Just don't just smash X. Learn how to use your fucking shield. He's just ducked down waiting for the guards to come over so he can uppercut them. <laughs> Cheating. Cheating. So it's actually, it's the strongest move in the entire arsenal. So. so, okay. So, yeah, so, but he gets away. And then, and Aphrodite, he overhears the guard saying that he's got away, right? They're like, did you get him? And they're like, no. And then he punches the guard in the face for not getting him. And in case we thought that Hermes was going to get away and be like, ah, oh, fuck it. It looks like that's going to be a whole big thing. We hear his voice, like his inner fucking dialogue saying, I will come back on the night of the full moon and rescue you. And we're like, yeah, we figured you would, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, okay, so then we cut back to her room. The evil kidnapper king goes in to see, she's like, hey, you didn't throw him a fucking note or anything during that whole ordeal, did you? And she's like, no, I don't know anything about you. Did, did you throw him a note? You know. Oh, she full just, she straight up lies. Oh, yeah. Just lies. Yeah. She's like, I would never, never do that. Are you kidding me? I know. Okay. That's so weird. that I wouldn't even have thought of doing that. Yeah. So, but they're like, oh, we, we're going to need to guard him extra. So the next scene will be even more action packed. Yep. And then we introduce, I, I'm going to say a character. It's this, it's this golden cloud of smoke that's going to float around and represent El Cantari, the gaudiest among of all gods, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, is that but, what that is? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, is that gold is too close of a color to like a brownish green for this not to just look like a visualized fart cloud. <laughs> Does look like a kind of a Ren and Stimpy fart. Yes, a there. Ren and I Stimpy that, yeah. fart. That represents God. <laughs> this will be problematic more than it's once. It's always like engulfing their faces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Yeah, but but we see the, the gold fart cloud come in and it brings some butterflies to Aphrodite and she sees them fly away as like a symbol of her freedom or something. I think it like also gives her telepathy because I feel like they're just communicating now with their minds. That's entirely possible. Oh. <laughs> like... Because they don't talk ever, but they, like they know what each other is up to. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was a very extensive note that she, <laughs> she threw <laughs> it down to him, I guess. So, okay. So, this movie's in a fucking hurry, apparently. So, we cut to the night of the next full moon. Hermes is arriving back at the island to save her. Right. First, he has to like sneak past all the Metal Gear guards, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, like 
they immediately have him come back. So one does wonder why they had him leave to come back in the first place. Like, right? No, we really need to work in the butterfly fart. So we're gonna have to cut that scene and redo it shot for fucking shot. <laughs> right. So he cl- so he g- he gets to her window. She throws down a rope. He climbs up. I'm like, why are you coming up? Right, like, would you, wouldn't you just come down? Oh, yeah. right. Again, which means if she throws down the rope, that means she has had the power to escape this entire time. <laughs> right, she just needed a butterfly <laughs> fart invitation or something, yeah. Well, well, she is a dumb woman. Like, let's mm-hmm. be That's let's true. Be That's true. Yeah, she's like, she needed a man to come rescue her. We know how this works. I so wanted, because he started climbing up, I so wanted her to be, like, meet him halfway and go, like, why would you come up? <laughs> Doesn't, <laughs> We're escaping. You don't have to be in the prison for that. But yeah, so he climbs up. They see each other for the first time. They're engulfed by a giant golden fart. Mm-hmm. He kisses her. Now, to be clear, she has just asked for his help escaping. I feel like he's making a lot of assumptions here with this kiss. Mm-hmm. Making it real awkward. Mm-hmm. We cut quickly over to his grumpy man at arms nervously waiting on the boat. He's like, oh, he hasn't returned yet. I guess this scene is very suspenseful, huh? And everybody's like, yeah, very suspenseful. <laughs> And then we go back to Hermes and Aphrodite in the room. Now, I wrote in my notes, oh, Hermes proposes. That was quick, but he doesn't. (laughs) He retroactively proposes. He tells her that they're going to get married and that she already agreed to do so in pre-heaven. Oh, yeah. This is where it gets very Mormon. Yeah, I was going to say, right? I was a little confused because like I have this thing when you grow up Mormon, things are confusing. And I think I've mentioned this to you guys before. Like I remember being a little kid and kids would like say something about the Bible and I'd be like, yeah, like Nephi and the Lamanites. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, what the fuck is that? Because like they teach it to you like it's all the same. Right. And so sometimes even as an adult, I hear things and I'm like, wait, is that a Mormon thing or is that an every weird Christian thing? But this is like a Mormon thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, the whole pre-heaven okay. yeah. being united thing. I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. They, but but Happy Science Cult is just the most buffet of cults. So they probably just took right, that from, right. from Mormonism. Yeah. Joseph Smith is in one of the heavens. Is one yes, of the yeah, he is. He's, he's oh, in the okay. same heaven so, with Jesus, yeah. So they just, anything, anything goes. Just, yeah, yeah. I, heard, I heard a thing once. Let's write that in. Yeah. yeah, this is a real whole pot of spaghetti at the wall religion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay, but the guards hear that he's in there and so like now the alarm goes off the alarm is made of wood which seems inefficient right they're banging this plank I have no idea why they included it the guy's like quick sound the alarm thwack thwack (laughs) (laughs) I guess if he's not in the next room over he's not gonna hear that huh it's not gonna wake anyone up I wanted so badly a flashback to them at Pier 1 Imports ooh the gong is (laughs) (laughs) $89.99 Hear me out. I, I We can get this live, laugh, love sign for 12. <laughs> How much louder can hitting a different thing be? Just hit it harder. So, <laughs> so, okay, so they're sounding the alarm. Hermes and Aphrodite are hauling ass. The army's right behind him. Uh, Hermes has to fight off some of the army with his slow motion sword skills and his hip throw. <laughs> hip throw, hip throw. And there's there's no like dialogue through any of these fight scenes. So it's just music, mm-hmm. weird animation, and panting. There's yes. so much fight panting and grunting. Like this whole movie is just people going, eh, uh, uh, Oh, I, I have in my notes uh, so often, ooh, he's edging. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 
Yes, yes. Oh my God. Maybe that's what they did. They just pulled audio from porn. <laughs> they just pulled porn audio. And they were like, that, nobody's going to notice. Yeah, no, that'd make a lot of sense. Oh my God. My wife noticed. <laughs> yelled at me. So, okay. But so they leap from a cliff. His boat is at the bottom of the cliff. And they so they start to get away on his boat. The archers are above him on the cliff, but they have stormtrooper aim, so they're fine. Unfortunately, though, Lindos' navy is right on their asses, and they have triremes, so, you know, it's fucking trouble for them. Oh, and do you notice that the whole time that he's, like, riding in his boat and rowing, he's only rowing on one side? <laughs> he yes. is. I wanted so <laughs> badly for it to pan back, and he's in a circle. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> spinning them in a circle. Oh, I, I I just figured out why they're gaining on us, and I feel like a fucking idiot, guys. I'm sorry. Like they were behind us before, now they're in front of us. I'm really yeah. confused. <laughs> we're gaining on them. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Maybe they'll think that we're chasing them. No, yeah, it's no. You know what? I just switch sides. Is all. <laughs> so, but he gets back to his boat just in time. But there's no wind. Damn it! And just when they think that they're gonna get caught. The magical fart shows up and it jumps <laughs> into the sail and they have wind. So once again, you have God himself on your side. And the best you could do for a miracle was there was wind on the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Yep. But Hermes and Aphrodite get away. That's the key. They, they, they ride off to live happily ever after, which means that this movie just ran out of plot, so I feel like it needs a break to come up with a new one, and we've earned a break, too, so we'll be back in a minute with even more of Hermes' Winds of Love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, podcast listener. I'm Eli Bosnick. And I'm No Illusions. As you know, Kara has since rescinded her lie about being a dentist for dead people. You said that. You did. And she apologized for saying, quote, the second your hospice runs out, I'll kill you myself with my bare hands, end quote. <sighs> Never said that. Not, not once. But apparently she is a licensed therapist. So perhaps she can debunk a few myths about this week's sponsor, BetterHelp. So tell us, Kara, what's BetterHelp? Well, the first myth I'll debunk is that I'm a licensed therapist because I'm still in training, so I don't have my license. But beyond that, if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, unlike myself, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Already lying about being a licensed therapist. And is it true that a therapist will hypnotize you into eating your own fingers? What? No, no, Eli, that's not true at all. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Kara and the folks at BetterHelp promise not to hypnotize you into eating your own fingers. I mean, yes, but I feel like that's not in the ad copy they sent over. If you want to get closer to the best version of yourself, therapy can help you get there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash awful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash awful. BetterHelp. Leave your delicious fingers alone. I cannot believe they pay you guys for these. Right? Right. There she is, Frank. The princess's window. Uh-huh. You know, she was kidnapped seven years ago, and she's just been held here ever since. Held here ever since, yeah. Everything okay? Uh, yeah, man, it's just... Every night when we pass by the princess's window, you say this exact same thing. And it's like, I also work here. 
I know whose window that is and mm -hmm. how long she's been there. Right, right. I see. I just, are you sure you didn't hurt yourself when you fell off that parapet last week? I, 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 yeah, I'm fine. Oh, hey, look. What? That there is the princess's window. Okay, let's get you to the doctor, buddy. You know, she was kidnapped seven years ago and she's been here every day since. Yep, this way, bud. This way. <laughs> and we're back for more of this shit. We're going to rejoin the action with Minos's lackey telling him about that last scene where Aphrodite escaped. Apparently, he wanted her for his own because, you know, she's the woman in the movie. And to be <laughs> fair, the only other one is his daughter. So I get it. I get but it. she's married. Like, yeah, well, she's a in the labyrinth, though. Yeah, she's ruined. Yeah, because she made a cow baby. <laughs> right. I want him to be one of those shitty guys cheating on his wife like he's sitting there next to Aphrodite yeah you know now that she's in the labyrinth we barely talk anymore and it's just really hard it's really <laughs> uh, hard but the lackey's in trouble for not helping Hermes rescue Aphrodite and then we, we cut back to the two of them they were getting married the whole city's rejoicing they have the worst honeymoon ever, which is to watch other people rejoicing from a chair. Yeah, that's what you do. I was still confused at this point, I noticed, because I wrote, okay, so help me understand the two different bad guys. One is a cow. But now I'm realizing they're the same person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, so, no, but, but they, they, they are fucking with you here, right? Because the king of Lindos is also a bad guy. He's the one that kidnapped oh. Aphrodite. So we do have two different Greek king tyrant bad guys. And one of them is in a mask. And so, both their names end Os. So, you know. Okay, yeah. so I was right. I was right. Two different yeah. bad guys, both with mm -hmm. similar kind of missions because bad guys only ever have one thing on the mind. And then one is a cow and that's how we can tell the difference or he's in a cow mask yes okay and also i have to point this out the pelican is their flower girl yes favorite character in the movie <laughs> throwing it out there right now really yep. hoping he got a betrayal arc he did not just no we never there. see him again even we nope. see the sprites and we never see their fucking pelican friend it's like they killed and ate him yeah it's weird it yeah. turns out he was jewish there was a really weird meeting right before they come to hermes they were like no we can tell and he was like what do you mean and they were like oh <laughs> see that's, that's why you have no lines all right, so then we cut to to like Aphrodite and Hermes on a date at the Hill of Lucargos, which, by the way, Google has never heard of. So I'm assuming this is something that the happy science cult guy made up because he didn't know. I thought everything like, was something he made up. What the hill in Greece was called. Well, but like he's like he was trying to do something historical. You know, the the great hill in Greece where the gods live and nobody could come up. He's the hill of um, Lucargos. That sounds yeah, Greek. sounds Greek, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. When your entire religion is shit some guy made up, you can't exactly edit. You know, it's like, hey, right. did you also want to go over the sixth dimension? No, you know what? Lucargos. Yeah. Let's stick with Lucargos. No, well, so, yeah, Karen knows all about that. She grew up Mormon. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, this feels weirdly familiar to yeah. me. What's, what's going on? Right. So, so they're on the hill. The Pelican Sprite kids show up and they're like, hey, weird that we would be here, huh? And they're like, yeah, it is weird that you would be here. And they're like, you know, the gods live on this hill. And like, is that what the Japanese cult leader told you? He's like, sure is. And we're sticking to it. <laughs> and then they disappear. They like, they, they're like, hey, look at the water animation. We spent a lot of money on that, huh? <laughs> and while they're looking at the water animation, the kids disappear like Batman style. 
Yeah. I wanted so badly for them to look back, find their mangled bodies at the bottom of a cliff. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, they disappeared. Nope, they fell. Oh, shit. Pelican led them astray. <laughs> Pelican just flapping. Who's the Jew now? <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Flies away. All right. I want his spinoff movie now. <laughs> it's called Hobgoblins. <laughs> But just then, a dark cloud overtakes them and lightning crashes all around them. Right, so they hide in a cave. I've been caught in a lot of rainstorms. Never found a handy cave nearby. <laughs> he goes, it looks like an omen. And I'm like, calm down, man. It looks like a fucking storm. And then just then, like, a dude rises out of the storm, like a giant yes, god Yes, has dude. eyes. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, well, now it looks like an omen. <laughs> 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 so... So a giant orange tornado god shows up to fill him in on the next salient plot point. And and I love Hermes' reaction. So I, I guess Aphrodite passes out because she's a woman. She doesn't need to be part of this scene. <laughs> Obviously, sure, yeah. <laughs> but Hermes, he says, you know, I am, you know, the god and you are to take on this mission. And Hermes goes, well, why should I believe what you have to say? And he's like, I am currently a giant orange tornado. I appeared in a ball of lightning. Well, I don't get the question, man. You know what? Maybe do the skepticism after you hear what he has to say. I'm not saying <laughs> hear him out. So, but yes, this is the great god of creation, Ophelius. Lord Ophelius. Lord mm -hmm. Ophelius. Yeah. Again, not a real Greek god, just something that the Japanese cult leader guy made up because he didn't know what the Greek god of creation was. Yes. All I wrote was Lord Ophelius. There are too many characters. At this <laughs> yeah. point, I was just done. I'm done. I can't keep up. This is why I don't like <laughs> Tolkien. This is why I can't watch fantasy, you guys. There's too many characters. Oh, don't talk like shit about Tolkien. anime. Yeah, talk, talk shit about Tolkien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I think this is going to have to be our last episode with you. But at least, listen, I guess I'll give you this. Just throw out that bald men don't look good with goatees, Kara. While you're here, just burn it all down. Just burn it all down. At least. That's fine. It's just how I feed my baby. <laughs> at least, Tolkien, there's like maps and shit in the back yeah. of the book. You know? Right, like, right. Like there's like a key to all of this. Like you can read about the lore and like be like, okay, this is a guy who's like related to this guy and this is their role. But like, why do we have to make up whole new worlds? No it's so kidding. confusing. Well, and also it, it's never to any purpose, right? Because like when Ophelia shows up, he's like, you are to fight the great King Minos and overthrow him. And he's like, yeah, dude, I was gonna do that. <laughs> I mean, right. it's so stupid. <laughs> like what is the, we don't need him. And then it's all, it becomes a whole trinity thing thing later where he's like, mm -hmm. I am you, but I'm yeah. not you and you're uh. in me and it gets kind of sexy. I just feel like, like basically what I wrote here and I apologize because I know that I sound like a broken record on every fucking episode of this show that you guys invite me on. But like men are so dumb. This is such a dumb man movie. And I don't know how to not make this about gender, but this is only this is all about gender. This is yeah. just dumb man stuff. Right. The woman in this scene passes out until all of the stuff is done happening. Yeah. <laughs> Fell asleep like they started a Netflix movie and she said she was fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you understand why. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, okay. But he's like, but you, you're going to fight off the great King Minos and you're going to take out his army. 
So we cut to him strategizing with his man at arms. And he's like, what we're going to need to do is develop a number of strong alliances with the other city states. And I'm like, ooh, that'll make for an exciting movie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I, I wrote in my notes, wait, Hermes is the first king to think of working together against the bad yeah. guy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but they're going to start. He's like, uh, where should we start a diplomacy? He's like, with the Athenian prince Theseus. And he's like, you sure we, we need another character at this point in the movie? He's like, we need six or seven more characters at this point in the movie, actually, if you can believe that. No, I remembered some Greek names. We, I remembered them. <laughs> we we got to use them. What, what I love here is that you guys are so deep into the plot. Like you're writing about like ancient Greek city-state diplomacy and you have all the guys' names. There's Theseus and and then the guy from Athens. And, and literally I wrote, oh, is King Minos the Minotaur? No, wait, that's his son. <laughs> <laughs> this is how deeply invested this I This is am. why you need this movie's Cimmerillion, yeah. <laughs> All right, and, and so and and we have this needlessly confusing moment, right, where we're having sort of a flash forward, flash back at the same time, right? I'll go easy on you and just tell you, audience, what happens chronologically. So then Hermes goes to Theseus and he says, "Hey, do you want to join my team and and help take out Minos?" And they cook up a plan that involves Theseus pretending to be one of the sacrifices to the Minotaur. I'm sorry, the Minotaur. <laughs> And yeah. using that as a way to sneak into Minos's palace, right? Yeah, but the, but the movie doesn't bother to show us that. It just shows us a character we've never met on a boat. And, and the guys making this movie were like, don't worry, No Illusions is going to explain it to the podcast <laughs> audience. <laughs> we're very aware of how many people watch our movies on YouTube. And it's, it's just Noah, Eli, and this third lady who they're torturing. <laughs> Yeah, pretty big percentage of it. So yeah, so they, but they unload Theseus and all the other prisoners. They send him to the labyrinth. But on the way, I guess everybody has to say hi to King Minos on the way and make small talk. Yeah, that's this weird. Is, what a weird policy. <laughs> I will bring these slaves to my island to be fed to my beast's son. But but I will do a meet and greet first if people want to get <laughs> so anything little, signed. A cheese I'll plate sign. or maybe some charcuterie yes. when they get here. We could, maybe we could do some icebreakers, like I'm Minos the Minotaur. Shit. Well, that one really fucks with me, but you know. So, who wants to do a quick game of zip zap zap before I feed you to my son? <laughs> this is like, this is, I love this in these movies that are so convoluted and confusing where I ask a question and then like the very next scene answers it. So one of the questions I asked at this point was, all of the animated characters in this movie are men. There's so many male characters. There's so many soldiers, right? Mm -hmm. and, and slaves and everything. And there are like three women. There's like the daughter, the wife, and the princess. Yes. Are there any other women at this point? That's it, right? I, we saw his, we saw like a Hermes mom for like half a scene. But yes, that's it. Okay. Okay. So there's three and a half women in this movie. And I was like, where are they hiding all the women? Cut to the underground labyrinth full of yes. slaves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, there they are. Where are the damsels? <laughs> Why, they're in distress. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. And then later we find more women in hell. Yeah, you're, oh, you're right. They're yeah. hiding all the women. <laughs> yeah. So, but while they're doing their little meet and greet with the king, the lackey comes in and he's like, hey, I, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but Hermes has raised a great army and they're right on, oh, like over the hill getting ready to march on our city. 
And Minos is like, damn it, I'll lead the army against him myself. So he marches off with the army and leaves his palace unprotected with Theseus right there. <gasps> Ooh, that was dumb. Right? Now, apparently, off screen at some point, they hooked up with Ariadne and worked out a deal with her? Keep in mind, this movie is yada, yada, yadaing the takeover and overthrow of Minos's palace when we've had two I love you musical numbers. <laughs> yeah, you know, they get Between the same two characters. <laughs> yeah. So, so Ariadne comes, she releases Theseus from his cell and she's like, hey, I heard you're here to kill my dad. And I'm like, how did she, is that just town gossip? I said the same thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's labyrinth <laughs> gossip. It's, it's just like the hot gossip in the labyrinth. I've heard around the labyrinth that, uh, yes. <laughs> So yeah, so so she's like, so but are you really gonna kill my dad? And he's like, yes. And just then some guards come in so he can karate the little action hip throw, hip throw, <laughs> get the kids back into it. So so the two of them have to go down to the labyrinth to, to free the hostages. And she's like, yeah, no, we're gonna make it. It'll be just fine. It won't be that dangerous at all. So you take this thread. I'll wait here at the door because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lady. <laughs> Hey, that spool did not wind itself, okay? Yeah, no, that's fair. That's <laughs> she also played a part. So so then we watch Theseus. We watch a cartoon walk around a labyrinth in the near complete dark for a while. So that's fun. Yeah, just like letting out little little bits of string the whole yeah. yes. <laughs> No, le left drawing. Go left drawing. Yeah. Thrilling. Right. Just thrilling. But eventually he comes across a big pile of skeletons and the hostages are there. And he's like, hey, just follow the string. And they're like, really, is it going to be that easy? This this is the he's like, this is the whole fucking scene. Yeah, I'm good. That and I'm going to hip throw the uh, Minotaur a couple of times. But other than that, yeah. And the Minotaur doesn't look like a Minotaur. It looks like the fucking beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. It looks exactly like him. Yeah. No, I had him as wolf bearable demon. Yeah, and that's what Beast looks like. Right, yeah, exactly. Maybe they should have just kissed him and then he would have become human again. <laughs> well, see, I love that this movie really stuck to its guns morally. It's like, remember, kids, sometimes disabled people who were thrown into the basement by their parents are the monsters those parents believe them to be. <laughs> right. It's just like Greg Abbott. Yeah. And we need to come murder them. <laughs> And free the monster slaves. Yeah. Because that's what happens. It's not really, it's pretty anticlimactic. It's like monster fight, stab, death. Well, and it's even less climactic than you're making it sound because <laughs> like, because during the fight, someone, and we never find out who, for all I know, it was the magical fart. Someone fires a bunch of spears at the wolf bear bull demon mm -hmm. when he's about to win. And then while he's recovering for that, Theseus stabs him in the head. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he cheats. Mm -hmm. And then he's just dead. I feel like he just... And, and then the fucking labyrinth starts collapsing because apparently it was the Minotaur's vitality that kept it up. <laughs> I don't know the fuck that was about. But he runs out. Meanwhile, Minos' army is marching out to the field and back at the palace, a few guys, like I guess they're Marines or whatever, are setting the place aflame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, it's an old biblical tactic. So the army rushes back. They're like, oh, our palace is on fire. They rush back. And when they start rushing back, that's when Hermes' army attacks. Mm -hmm. While their back is turned, huh? Uh, Heroically. Uh, <laughs> at this point, I just wrote, oh, my God, I'm so bored. War is so boring. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is just a lot of war 
see just like I could like keep going because yeah, <laughs> I couldn't right, follow right, any no, of this. Fucking cheap <laughs> animation war scenes are the best. <laughs> right. So yeah, so Hermes heroically kills people as they try to flee to put out the flaming homes where they left their families, right? Minos gets back to his palace and Theseus is there to fight him. Now, I didn't realize this was Theseus because these animators are really bad at making characters look like the same guy in multiple different environments. Yeah, all the guys look the same. Theseus, Hermes. Yeah. And then there's one other guy, right? All three of them look like the same person. It's the only thing that distinguishes one character from the other is hair color to me. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. So, but Theseus fights Minos for a little while. Minos is on horseback though. So, you know, he's got a bit of an advantage. And right as Theseus is about to die, Hermes shows up and he fights and they have a horsey fight. <laughs> well, what's what's amazing about this scene, because again, the choreography is so boring here, but it's the classic like, I'm about to hit you with my sword. Ting! <laughs> Not so fast. Except Hermes is also on a sword. So then he has to sort of canter his sword back, his horse backwards and be like, all right, now we can do horse sword fighting. Right, right, want. yeah. No, I, I was like, I was like, you guys need to dismount until then. You can only go two up and one over. It's, this is you'll never catch each other like that. Wait, no. Mathematically, we can get to the same square. Just wait. We can mathematically. Oh, you go away. For, I know it's going to seem counterintuitive, but <laughs> Atlas built a bomb. <laughs> but but at any rate, so the building starts to collapse around him. Hermes grabs Theseus and rides away. Cackling old Minotaur mom comes out of the labyrinth, and she's like, "Ha." They got you. <laughs> they set us on fire. Okay. Cackling Minotaur Mom with the shakable arcade prize laugh. Uh, uh, <laughs> what a fucking insane show. Tr- like, what bottom of the barrel basement did they find her voice in? Yeah. No, so, but but she cackles. The, the castle falls down around them and kills Minos. And then Hermes and Theseus ride to, you know, freedom or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. Sure, yeah, this is the best happens. I can do for that one. So, so you might be wondering to yourself, what's the movie about now? <laughs> well, don't worry. The movie is also wondering that. So the next day, everybody gets back to Sidia. Ariadne. Where? Uh, Sidia. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, this is my job. My job is weird. <laughs> but they get back to the town where Hermes is from. And Ariadne looks real sad. And, and and Hermes says, yeah, you know, Ariadne, her dad died and her mom died and her brother died. And he's like, and, and Theseus is like, don't worry, I'm going to marry her. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, oh, yeah, that that's should, how we're going to fix it. That should clear it right up. The bitches love a wedding. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> they love a wedding. Are you going to exit the movie and never be seen again? Yeah, we both are. We're both sure. going to yep. exit the movie yep. and <laughs> never be seen again. <laughs> So yeah, so and and I guess Hermes is going to move his capital to some other city now. That will never matter. Right. This is like their approach to power in this movie is so insane and like the sad thing is it's probably quite realistic. Literally these are all like 25-year-old young dudes, Hermes mm-hmm. and Theseus, is that his name? Yeah. Both of them are like the same guy with different colored hair. They're like Legos. And and they're just like these privileged young guys who are like, I think I want to rule over there now. So I'm going to go over there and yeah. like extract a bunch of resources. And then it's just like high fives all around. Like everyone's okay with it. Like what? Yeah. What is this? No, the, the narrator cuts in and tells us, you know, and Hermes did very well and and, and he unified Greece. Uh, he, he rode around. You can see him here riding around in his kingdom, checking on its various 
goats, <laughs> I guess. This narration felt like a Christmas card for the fuck up son. Right, you ever get the Christmas card and they're like, and here is Josh doing his best at his the best. quick shop where he works and sleeps. <laughs> we didn't have a picture of him because of the restraining order, but we do have his profile picture from Facebook. It doesn't quite fit into the card. But so now it's he's finished his mission. And he's walking around and he, and he sees Ophelius. And Ophelius is like, I have shown up with a second mission for you. He's like, good, because we have no plot at all at this point. And he says, your next mission is to learn all about happy science cult theology. <laughs> <laughs> your next mission is to explain our religion to the kids we got involved in this anime. Yes. Oh, God. And he literally responds with, I still don't understand. You and me both hurt yeah, me. Right. You <laughs> and me both. <laughs> well, he starts by doing Greek meditation, but even, yes. even the happy science guy knows that Greeks didn't have meditation so he's like you must sit and think which not think <laughs> sit and not think yeah exactly <laughs> i love the weird left turn into zen buddhism and like mindful meditation it's so great yeah right in the middle of ancient greece it's just like what is happening yes he goes you got to do greek meditation also you got to keep a gratitude journal <laughs> yes! i thought yes! i thought king ophelius was going to be like don't go to bed angry big glass of water <laughs> he does before every meal he does say don't go to bed angry that's one of his fucking commands. <laughs> and then we watch him we watch the cartoon meditate we watch a drawing <laughs> meditate you know the only thing more boring watching a living breathing human meditate watching a drawing <laughs> meditate because that's nothing that's nothing that's just a still <laughs> yeah yeah right that's a fucking picture <laughs> So, and as he meditates, the filmmaker says, all right, I feel like mom and dad are out of the room now. We can hit him with the weird shit. <laughs> and we hit him with the weird shit. This is where Hermes has this, well, he's going to have his great epiphany. First, he has that we have to have him like trying to meditate, but his mind keeps, you know, wandering to other things or whatever. Really wanted Aphrodite to come in and try and quietly put the laundry away right next to him. What are you doing? <laughs> you know I'm meditating. I just, I, I need I to... I was just going to do it quiet. It's like for 10 minutes. 10 minutes is all I need. <laughs> my fucking life. But yeah, he's, but we hear him in his mind. I just, I love this line so much. He goes, I need to train my mind to be as clear as a mirror. <laughs> what? <laughs> not, what? <laughs> you can't see. You, you know that that's like not on the other side. That's you that you're looking at when you look <laughs> yeah, at it. Yeah, it's the opposite not just so clear. There yeah. he is, <laughs> that other guy I always see so clearly when I look into a mirror. <laughs> so, but apparently he gets there, right? Because he meditates so hard that he ends up with glowy hands, which have the power to, I, I, to kill <laughs> flowers and make them reappear in empty space. All my notes here are just, I'm so happy Kara's watching this. I'm so happy Kara's <laughs> watching so this. Much. She's trying to be a doctor right now. I'm so happy Kara's watching this. Mine are just pure confusion. Let's see what we've got. Um, <laughs> I'm so bored. The animators must have been so pissed that they had to animate so many pointless scenes. Yeah. Uh -huh. What else we got? 
the grunty breathing is killing me. We all yeah. had something about his grunty breathing in this scene. <laughs> this is very uncomfortable. He definitely comes into his toga. Yeah, for sure. In all caps, these scenes are so long. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then he becomes the king of Crete, right? Yeah, well, he was already the fucking king of Crete. But yes, he come, becomes it more now. <laughs> But he's like, he's like, but now that I'm the king of Crete, what important lesson should I teach my people? And Ophelius is like, happy science cult. He's like, I should have thought of that right. Happy science cult theology. Yeah. Because this is the moment where like we have this weird, long psychedelic sequence that ends with like a road sprouting out of the sun and Pegasus pulling Ophelius on a chariot down that road. Obviously. <laughs> in, in this true story. Yeah. <laughs> So that he can give him the staff of Kalkion. Kalkion. Kalyukion, the staff of... Boy, does that have a made it up as I was going along fucking sound to it. Yes, the staff Don't say of, calculator. Don't say calculator. <laughs> Don't say calculator. The staff of Kalyukion is a magic wand that always works and can do anything at all but has a bunch of unverifiable conditions. Like you have to really believe in its power and not use it selfishly. You see? Well, that's, they're trying to explain the rules and either the translation or the dubbing gets off here. Cause he's like, don't use it for a thing you want. And I'm like, so don't use it (laughs) (laughs) or only use it to do bad, but largely beneficial stuff to society. Like, Oh, I want, um, horrible diarrhea that cures cancer. I guess that's the only way I could do it. And then the movie's like, don't worry, Eli, we're going to spend the next 50 scenes having the obnoxious little Pelican kids explain it to you a little bit more. Right. Well, so, you know, and of course, what what we're getting here is that this staff is something that the leader of this cult has, right? He has the staff of Kalyukian. Wait, we're getting that from this? <laughs> well, the, well I, I'm getting it from my prior knowledge of the happy science cult. Okay, okay. So he's got this staff that he tells people has magic powers and can do anything, and he wants to put it into his movie, but he has to do so with all the bullshit conditions he uses in the real world to avoid ever having to do anything with it. Right. right? So then we immediately cut to a scene where everybody in town is like, wow, he can do anything he wants. I guess he could just make himself some very fancy clothes. And the kids are like, no, it can't grant personal desires. Damn it. That that wouldn't even make sense. Right. Yeah. We see that for quite like basically they spend like the next five minutes explaining why the staff, you know, like Michigan J frogs anytime anybody's looking. (laughs) (laughs) And then we, we cut to Aphrodite admiring Hermes new rod and explaining all the cool stuff he can do with his magic powers. And again, it's the, you know, he's got to actually do this stuff with his real staff of Kalukian. So all her suggestions are like, well, you could use it like a divining rod to find water in the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? That would be pretty magical. That would prove that it was magical. You could find water in the ground or fish in the ocean. You know, the two things that are always there. Yes! <laughs> right! <laughs> You can find oxygen in the sky and sadness in Eli's heart, too. Okay. I'm starting to think we all have the wand of Kalkuka Yeah, right. Exactly. All right. Well, again, this movie has run completely out of gas, so we're going to give it a minute to pull into the station. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Will Hermes use the staff to determine people's lucky lotto numbers? Does this movie have a whole nother gear of crazy to shift into? 
What is the plot even? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the batshit conclusion of Hermes, Winds of Love. Hey, everybody. Here comes Hermes with his powerful magic staff. Oh, wow. Yes. Hello, simple villagers. Tell me, what is it that you need? Well, sir, I am but a poor farmer and my crop yield this year was very low. I see. Well, what if my magic wand makes you... These seeds. Oh, um, well, that's nice, I guess. So I just plant these and water these and then harvest them. And harvest them. Yes, you're welcome. Does anybody else need... So- sorry. Yeah, uh, yes, simple farmer again. Well, it's, it's just that your staff is magic and it can do anything, right? Yep, sure can. Well, I can't help but notice it tends to do stuff that like still requires labor. Yeah. I I don't I don't understand. Well, like you found the location of the well, but we still had to dig it. Yeah, and, and you told us where to fish, but we still had to go like get the fish. Yeah, couldn't you just, you know, make the well and get us the fish with your wand? I I mean, if that's what you want. Well, yeah, that that is what we want. Absolutely what we want. Okay, uh fine. Um you you sir, what, what what's your job? Oh, um I'm the town shit shoveler. Very well. What was that? I just made everyone's butthole disappear. Okay, you have to know that that is not what we wanted. I kind of like it. This guy gets it. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back for still more of this shit. We're going to rejoin the action with Hermes on a Commando raid to save Aphrodite's mom is the plot now, I guess. As though Aphrodite's mom was there in the writer's room being like, and you're not going to tell the story of the time you came and saved me? (laughs) And it's such a perfunctory scene, right? We watch him like run up a stair, kick a a couple guards' asses, do a hip throw, and then open the door, you know, Luke's dressed as a stormtrooper style. Yep. Right? And then pick her up and that's it. We never see her again. Yep. He gets back to his palace or whatever and his man at arms is like, well, you you understand that the king of Lindos will seek revenge on you now that you've done this. And and Hermes is like, well, yeah, I mean, I, otherwise we wouldn't have any plot at all. If so. No, no, I, I get it. We did a bunch of our theology, so we should probably do an action scene in case mom <laughs> and dad wandered back into the room. Right. Yes. And the King of Lindos is the other bad guy that's not the cow bad guy, right? Yes, he is the okay, non-bovine <laughs> baddie from earlier, yes. Yeah, because here's where I wrote, I looked away for a minute and now I have no idea where we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the no, shit has gone sense. off the rails. I need a break. And I literally did. I took a break. I walked my dog. Nice. And so I had been watching this on my laptop in bed because I watched it when I first woke up in the morning because I couldn't bring, I could not bring myself to do this last night. So this morning I woke up and watched it on my laptop, couldn't handle it anymore, got up, took my dog on a walk, came back, Googled it, like, or not Googled it, but like went on my Apple TV and searched for it on YouTube on my Apple TV, but I just searched for it by title and clicked on the thing that I think it was. So there's a a non-zero chance that I watched a different movie from here on forward. (laughs) Okay, all right. (laughs) I have no idea. It (laughs) seems to have queued up okay with your notes, but I... I don't know how close these happy science cult movies are to one another. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, they all pretty much would fit with the The third act is always the same. So. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll see. 
All right, so so now the the king, because of course they talked about it at the end of the last scene, so that's the plot of the next scene. So we cut immediately to Lindos' navy showing up at his city. I don't even remember where the fuck, it, M M Malia or something, wherever the fuck he is now. They're showing up to attack. They're hurling missiles from the sea, which nobody did for another like 2,000 fucking years, but okay, whatever. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Is that where you draw the lines? No illusion. <laughs> That's where Hermes wings. That's of not love. even the style of chariot that Pegasus is carried back then. Yeah, right. So look, uh, the wind of the wand of Cleon may or may not have found some fish. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking up the timeline of the trebuchet, and that's where I draw yes, the line. Exactly. So yeah. So, but they but they bomb the city, but it's okay. Hermes has evacuated it beforehand, right? So there's no people in the building. It's just it's just millions of dollars worth of damage that's being done. No big deal. Mm -hmm. But sure. just as the ships get close to shore, Hermes enacts his plan, which includes barrel mines <laughs> filled with apparently gunpowder. <laughs> He's so mad. <laughs> just shoot a rocket. Just shoot a rocket. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying I know when mines and gunpowder were invented and how far. <laughs> but like, hey man, you already have a magic wand. You don't have to fucking right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not really getting. It's not really any wronger to have him shoot a bazooka at them. You know. <laughs> so yeah, right. But but the but but the ships start to blow up. They they start firing flaming arrows at them, and and the navy of Lindos turns back. Never to be seen again. Okay. All right. I think we've distracted them kids for enough. Time to get back to our theology. Yes. <laughs> so so the next day, everybody wakes up unsure of the plot. I died. I died when I read that. I just couldn't. <laughs> it's so bad. What is happening? And what? they move to a new place for yes! no reason? For no reason. He's like, I shall move my capital to Arachleon. And I'm like, well, that seems like a whole big thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you? Oh, God. Are we going to have to draw anything different for that? Nope. I'm just saying it. Just saying it. <laughs> you know what? Now the capital is on chair corner. Are you saying the things you see or do you actually yes. want to move it to chair corner? <laughs> So, so, okay, explain to me, because I, I need to catch up now. What is happening at this point? Did somebody win that war we just watched? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, they who, they, who they drove off. The, Hermes, Hermes won. He drove off the king of, of Lindos. And now the movie, so that the movie can finally focus on the truly interesting aspect of all of this, the trade negotiations. <laughs> oh my God. Wait. Them explaining the trade, the concept of trade is so fucking funny. He's like, I have an idea. We will be a city where people can bring their goods. We will assess those goods for value and give them money in exchange. I want it so badly for one of the people he's trading with to be like, no, no, we know what trading is. Is. <laughs> oh no, yeah, he's he's such a privileged piece of shit. He's like the white dude in the room and he's like yes. dear friends from Africa and Asia. <laughs> oh my he might as well hog the Coke mirror and explain how it's a video game that pays you in Bitcoin. And I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> If you don't give me that Coke mirror, man, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> well, and we have to keep in mind too that part of the the happy science cult theology is that this extreme right wing neocon 
free trade concept shit. I see. Right? So they're force-fitting all of that. Like, that's what truly brought peace to Greece was all of these trade alliances that we should all be a part of. Right. So it's like they get capitalism and they get boat cannons, but they couldn't figure out democracy because in the very (laughs) next scene, there's like, bitch hasn't gotten pregnant. What are we going to do without an heir to the throne? (laughs) Everything will collapse. There will never be another ruler. Like, they just couldn't Yep. It's one more logical leap there. Look, they're Greek. We re- we all know what the problem is here, right? Too much anal, right? Yep. That's the problem. Yep. It's all, <laughs> all butt stuff. Okay, That's true. so let me set this up. So, so we cut to like... That's just history, Kara. <laughs> okay, okay. So the whole land of Greece is at peace. We, we depict, we actually see the whole land being at peace. It's depicted by people giggling on swings. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's you paradise. Know. Yeah, right. Swings. <laughs> I don't know. I would be happier if I swung more often. I'm going to be honest with you. That would just be, uh, so I, I can't argue with that. But then everybody starts gossiping about the fact that Hermes and Aphrodite don't have an heir yet. So we cut to Aphrodite wondering if she could even truly have value if she doesn't procreate. <laughs> right? Yep. I expected her to do a musical number on this. It goes on for so fucking long. She 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 decides ultimately that she's going to run away because Hermes deserves a woman who's fertile. Yeah, but she kind of does it in like a weird poly E&M way because she's like, I won't let them know. Like, I want him yeah, to meet she, somebody else. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. He could have... She does like a Willie Loman monologue here where she's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, at the end of the day, he comes home to me and that's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. A broom in a letterman's jacket goes upstairs and kills itself. She's like, ah. <laughs> You guys will get that in a hundred years. <laughs> I, love, I love the moments in our movies where you can actually tell what argument the writer was having with his spouse right before he wrote that. <laughs> scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yes. she's standing off going like, well, I want him to cheat on me just so long as I don't know. <laughs> you know who you could learn a lot from, darling? Aphrodite. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of her. <laughs> she's Greek. Very important historical figure. So... <laughs> Age of Consent is 12 in the Philippines. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> of course, Eli. Of course. There was the line. What? We don't all know there. the national ages of consent? Okay, but I'm the weirdo who has memorized the age of consent in every country. Okay. <laughs> okay. So speaking of horrific, violent, aggressive, awful men, here is the very next scene of this movie. It's the first could this pass the Bechdel test? Oh, fuck, it doesn't. It's a scene where Aphrodite has now run away mm-hmm. because she thinks that her husband needs to be impregnated by a fertile woman. But she runs into a, an, a goddess of love who I'm very confused because isn't that who Aphrodite is? <laughs> I thought it was too. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what? No, this is this guy literally running into his own bullshit. Right. It's right. amazing. So he, yeah, he, she's running away and there's a woman with an arrow who's like, I'm the goddess of love. Uh, it's cool. You don't need to know my name because that'll get confusing. <laughs> right. yes. Okay. Well, wait. I need to talk about this because it, it, I left for a fucking while. She's like, oh, I'm heartbroken. I hope he cheats on me secretly. She turns and we don't see a god introduced. We just see a woman with a bow and arrow shoot her in the chest. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I left for a while. Where I wrote. Men are so aggressive. Their myths are so violent. She's like, oh, you want to have a baby boy? I will stab you in the heart with an arrow. And that's how we'll make heroes. With an accelerated 
stick. Yes, a mechanically accelerated pointy stick to the heart. Yes. And then she graphically explains it. Like, if you get stabbed, but it doesn't quite hit your heart, it'll be a girl. But because I pierced your fucking aorta, you're definitely going to have a boy. <laughs> yes. This is my brother, the god of friendship. He has to hit you in the face with a mace <laughs> if you and someone start to get along. Um, and we've got a tripwire for if you meet an older person who you just really want to learn a lot from. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, let's talk about it. They're going to name the baby yes. Eros. Of course. The god of love. Love. It means love. <laughs> Don't Google it. Yes. <laughs> and if you do, make sure safe searches. Safe search, yeah. Or not. Or not. not to, we're not kink shamers here. <laughs> So, okay. So, yeah, we cut to the town celebrating the birth of the new prince again. Like this movie was doing a second lap, right? Yeah. So, oh, my God. Look, I, I'm not saying Eros is the god of fucking. I'm saying whoever drew that baby knew that Eros is the god of fucking. <laughs> that is a... I'll say, I'm because I'm brave, I'll say it. That's a sexy baby. Oh, they drew Jesus a very Christ, sexy, ba a sexually aggressive baby. But but what you actually wrote, so this this is we are going we're venturing deep into the mind of Eli right now. I don't recommend he it. Just, he just said that's a sexy baby, but his note says another baby with an old man face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those, those, those seem to be in conflict what? in your mind there, Kara, but not Eli's, interestingly. Not to me. And I, and I, of course, wrote, wow, she gave birth to a full toddler. Right. Like, they, she's like in her yes. birthing bed, whatever. And they look at the baby and he's got a full head of hair. And he's like, he's already like. Oh, that baby's had a prenatal haircut. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's <laughs> got a full mouth of teeth. It's yeah. creepy. So, yeah. And, and we even have the stupid part where the mom is like, you know, I want him to grow up and love music. He's like, no, hero. He's going to grow up and be strong, hairy, bald hero. <laughs> yeah, this is actually Kim. great. My parents had this exact same conversation <laughs> about me. It's really... You guys may remember that from an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, no, he's right. going to be a hero and he's going to be the name of a bunch of artsy porn companies. Yes. So. <laughs> so. And then we cut to Hermes at the Temple of Ophelia's praying. Now, we have established early in this, we, we glazed over a little bit when we discussed it, but, but Ophelius has explained to him that he is an incarnation of Ophelius, right? Like, they're the same... Maybe... Maybe he's like, I'm in you. I am you. You are me. It's a bit. Yeah. It's, the, it's the Trinity. It's like, eh, I don't really son, get yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. So he's at a temple that he built for himself, praying to himself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> as you do. Yeah. You're the king. And the pelican sprites show back up, right? The kids. And they're like, hey, we've been fairies this whole time. That's a reveal. And I'm like, is it? Because I just called you sprites from the very beginning. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, makes total sense. I guess if it means the movie has more content, sure, you're fairies. Yeah, true right. story. This is a true story, you guys. It's yeah, a true exactly. Story. <laughs> it all happened in real life, especially the part where they gave him tiny little sandals and told him if he put those on, he could run around in happy science called heaven for the remainder of the film. <laughs> so get ready for the whole point of this thing, right? Because the point of these movies is to suck kids in with a, oh, you know, it's about history and it's about mythology and whatever, whatever. And once you think that they're interested and mom and dad are bored enough to have left the room, you you hit them with your bullshit, weird 
theology. And that's the rest of the film. Right. Right. He's going to wander around in happy science cult heaven while people say, oh, if you really believe that you can do it, you can do it. And, and that kind of live, laugh, love bullshit. Right. Right. Keep in mind that the earlier bullshit we got about meditating and the purpose of happiness and the staff of Kyoto, that was the lead into the real crazy, which we're going <laughs> to yes. get here at the end. Right. So, yeah, so he puts on these tiny little shoes, but they fit because they're magical. And he flies up into the fucking mesosphere or so before a magical net grabs him by the face and violently drags him to heaven. <laughs> so. And then I, I just have to point this out. It blacks out. Oh, yeah. No, it blacks out long enough that we start to wonder whether the movie was over. Yeah. I was like, hey, if the credits start to roll, this is my favorite fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the mist. It's like the yeah, best right. ending to the worst movie. <laughs> so, but he wakes up. He's in a field of pink flowers. And the sprites explain to him that he is in the lobby of level one heaven. Yeah. The gateway to the fourth dimension. Oh, this is so confusing to me. Like, this guy just had a kid like a minute ago, mm -hmm. right? Like he just had a kid. And then these little obnoxious fairy kids like murdered him and took him to heaven. Well, he's astrally projecting. To yeah, heaven. he's astrally projecting. Pay attention, Kara. Right. Obviously. Like I should have caught that. <laughs> well, what do you think the magic shoes were for, Kara? Come on. Duh. Well, all Hello? I remember with the magic shoes is that the fairies literally said to him, don't think, just do it, which I think is yep. the moral of every Christian movie we've yep. ever yeah. watched. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it, though? Going to the pathway to heaven and doing mushrooms for the first time. Don't think, just do <laughs> just it. Just do it. Just right. do it. Yeah. There's this great moment. He's wa They're wandering through this field and a fish jumps out of the field because in, in heaven, I guess, fishes don't need water or whatever. The fish jumps out of the field and it falls back in. And Hermes looks at it, looks at the kids and he goes, why do all the fish have little golden tips on their fin? And I'm like, that's your question, man? fucking fish is just floating around in a meadow and your question is about the color of his fin <laughs> but yes that is a fish halo all fish have halos in heaven all fish they very casually say this they're like oh yeah all fish go to heaven and I was like whoa 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 I have so many follow up questions <laughs> about <laughs> all fish go to heaven yeah this is there's a lot of weird exposition here so not only are, is it that fish and flowers and human beings all go to heaven I guess everybody else goes to hell I, like fuck everything else <laughs> if heaven is just fish and flowers and human beings but they also teach us some hard science here about how flowers bloom because each one has a fairy <laughs> inside of it. Has a soul. Fairy souls living inside them. They go, you know, people think that flowers bloom because of the seasons changing, but it's really because of the fairy souls living inside them. Yeah. Flesh cut to a Valentine's Day florist. Just everything <laughs> screaming. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> this day of horrible genocide is once again upon us. Millions of fairies lost. Oh no. Oh no, he wants to do mouth stuff. No, my brethren. Oh God. Oh, how is that not a doodly do? <laughs> So, yeah, so they, they learn about that. Then they fly through a canyon on a mushroom trip for a while. Apparently, you can fly through the mountains in heaven or walk on them, which is nice. 
Yeah, my notes here are, Kara, pay attention. Hermes is flying with a couple fairies <laughs> through the gateways of heaven. And I replied, thank you. I definitely started watching reels on Instagram. This movie is like a tension <laughs> kryptonite. <laughs> tension kryptonite. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and there's also this stupid moment. So he flies through a mountain. They stop at this lake and he's like, wow, this is the most beautiful lake I've ever seen. And I'm like, dude. You're in heaven. You, there, you can fly. There are little flower ladies like all over the ground. You're marveling wrong. They have lakes on earth. You've seen this before. They're like, you know, you can walk around on the water like Jesus if you want. And I'm like, why the fuck would he want to do that, though? Right? I can walk underground. And <laughs> motherfucker can fly. And this is where at the lake, this is where he meets the mermaid, right? Well, so he does. But first, he has to swim down into the ocean where he finds a show tune. <laughs> so they, we, we have this long musical number at this point that it's a real like, you know, take stock of your life and how you wound up here kind of moment. I swear to you, I did not blink a single time during this musical <laughs> number. It was so rough. I picked the awesomest time to get a little bit high because I went and got high four seconds before this music started, oh, this nice. musical number started. So for me, I was like watching this relatively boring theology explanation, took a hit, and then it was like, the seaweed is always greener. And I was like, It's <laughs> so funny because I wrote that it's like the person who wrote this movie was high in class when they were studying Homer. And then he just got really confused and wrote what he thinks he remembers. Mm -hmm. Oh, like Jesus. Yeah. It's such a coincidence, Eli. I also got high four seconds before this scene. No. Um, and four seconds after this scene. <laughs> I was going to say, um, yeah. <laughs> so I bracketed it. Don't you pachinko machine standard distribution me? No illusions. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the song ends. He resurfaces. And, and the sprites are nowhere to be found. So he swoops to this little island where he finds a mermaid practicing her harp scales. Like you do. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I should point out this is a coconutless mermaid, but don't worry. She has Ken doll boobs. Yeah, yep. she, she has. Yep. She's smooth no boobless. Yep. Yeah. And she explains in this true story about real things that are real that mermaids still exist on Earth. People just can't see them or to refuse to see them. Well, people must love the sea or all the mermaids will die. Yes. So you guys are clearly the translators to the mm -hmm. crazy. So please explain to me <laughs> why, why this plot point? Well, and so a lot of happy science cult is just, you know, what would you rather believe, right? So like, you know, some people would rather live in a world with mermaids. So yeah, sure. Why the fuck not? There's mermaids. And that's their like call to environmentalism, save the, the mermaids. Save the mermaids, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Okay, Also, right. weird parting note, the mermaid is like, by the way, all of us mermaids, big fan of your wife. And she's yeah. like, wait, what? And then she just swims away. She's like, bye. Oh yeah, she cannonballs into like, into a tsunami <laughs> that has started building yes. up. Yeah. Well, oh, right. Right, yeah, the big storm kicks up all around them and the sprites show up and they're like, oh shit, guys, King Minos is on a rampage. And he's like, aren't we in fucking heaven, though? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Also, I hate to be weird, 
But it feels like the sprites were fucking, right? Because he's like, where were you? And the sprites are like, that's not important. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right? There's a very clear moment where the sprites went to the bathroom to do coke. <laughs> yeah, they definitely do have. Did you guys ever watch home movies? The, the cartoon, the Brendan Small cartoon? No. Of course. You did. Okay, Eli. You remember the two, like they were like brothers that were always giggling yeah, and hugging yeah. each other? They definitely had that vibe. And I always felt like they were fucking too. So I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, there's a real. I'm with you. <laughs> so, yeah, but apparently Minos now has become one of the main hell demons and Hermes has to fight with him. So, he, because you know, we need another action sequence to draw the kids back in. So he imagines himself into some appropriate armor, and they all get sucked into the hell vortex together. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kara, I didn't want to ruin the spoiler surprise for you, but um, the spoiler surprise of literally every single fucking happy science movie is that no matter what the plot is, three quarters of the way through. Everyone gets sucked into hell to fight some hell demons, oh, no matter what the fucking yeah, movie I is I doing. I known that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I wanted you to experience it. We're right, right on track then. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so they, they fall into hell. They look around and hell is mostly creepy trees. The sprites explain that those trees hold the souls of everyone who caused other people pain in life. And I'm sure Kara was like, so... Eli and Noah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I first thought. But then I looked at the screen and I was like, oh, women. Oh, right. Yes. It's just yeah. full of women. <laughs> no, yeah. it's so much worse than that because they explain the men get turned into trees. Boo, trees. And the women get boiled alive and eaten. <laughs> Why are the hell punishments Fuck. gender segregated? I don't understand. <laughs> just non-binary assholes walking around. Ha <laughs> ha. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Loophole. Right. Now, to be clear, Minos is not a tree or a being boiled lady. He is a super monkey. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So the theology of happy science is that if you're evil, you have to make sure you're super evil. Right. Otherwise, you'll just end up as a random lady getting, you know, boiled. You got If you want to be a monkey devil, you got to really commit to evil. Exactly. Right. You have the choice of being the minotaur or the minotaur food, but you've got to be evil enough is their theology. Yeah. So basically, minotaur or I guess minos, so minotaur's dad, he kind of got a sweet gig. Like right. this dude was was like the megalomaniac of all megalomaniac. He was like, I'm the worst and I'm going to take over and I'm going to be awful. And then he gets killed and goes to hell. And he's like, sweet, now I get to do it, but with powers. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Killing him <laughs> just gave him magic powers in a larger kingdom. Yeah. yeah. So, so they stand around watching for a while. The kids explain, they're like, yeah, you know, in this city, every day they have to, like, the men all get burned alive and the women all get boiled alive. And then they have to, like, wake up in the same city again because they're already dead and go over it, you know, go through it all again. And I'm like, well, I don't want to blame the victims, but they built a city in hell. I feel like they have to know. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like those, like those houses on the side of a volcano. It's like, I can't feel sorry for those houses, though. Those are really nice. How's Noah? Kara's living in Florida now, so I don't think that, I don't think that bit's gonna Not my choice. Land. Not my choice. Yeah, from, from yeah, no, California. Yeah, from California. Yeah, California. yeah, yeah. 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 from right. Texas that before that. That doesn't yeah. help. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. World famous doctor. It's fine. No, no, no. Whatever. You know, yeah, no choice. It's fine. Shut up. <laughs> so okay, yeah. So so, but then they also explain that this is so stupid. They're like, and you know, the only way to get out of hell is to repent and think that you're really sorry, but like. But but like you mean it. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the way out. Because Jesus. I feel like that would happen 
pretty quickly into you the would, boiling and being eaten <laughs> alive. Think, yes. I would really. I mean, look, I don't know how I, I I've never been brought to task for anything I've done because I'm a white man. But <laughs> I feel like boiling alive would get a sorry out of me pretty quickly. Like a real a pretty heartfelt one. <laughs> so. Yeah, but so now Hermes has to kill like hell kill Minos, like kill him even killier. I guess. I don't know what the hell he goes to hell. Sends him hell. to super hell. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But but first he has to action scene his way through a bunch of demons, like a, like a demon army. Don't worry. He's got just the hip throw he needs for that. <laughs> yes. He literally has a sword. And I was like, okay, finally some nope hip throw. Hip throw yes. with a sword in the hand. <laughs> Still hip throw. So he's fighting the um the demons and he's fighting Minos. He loses his magic shoes <laughs> so specifically. So spe Minos reaches out and he's like, "Oh no, my shoes and literally nothing else." Yes, <laughs> but it's okay. Apparently, the shoes were like Dumbo's feather. He didn't really need them, like because nothing changes. Nope. At one point, he like swings his sword and it shoots out another sword, like he's leveled all the way up on the master sword. Yep. Mm -hmm. How did you guys get all this detail? All I got was laser beams and blood waves. <laughs> that was the whole scene to me. It was laser beams. You and got blood the waves. essence of it. You got the essence. Yeah. No. That's. Yep. You nailed it. <laughs> but he's losing because he's not really in hell. He's only astral projecting. So he needs to call upon the staff of Kalyukion to come <laughs> save him. Okay. So okay. This is so fucking funny because he calls on the staff of Kalyukion and I was like, oh, it's going to appear in his hand. Nope. It needs to fucking Asio there like Harry Potter's broom. So he just stands there for a it's second. It's got a commute. <laughs> it has a fucking trans-dimensional commute. Yep. I wanted Minos to wait to be like, no, 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 I'll, I'll wait. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... How's Earth? Anything? Uh, well, I, I invented gunpowder. You did? Yeah, yeah. No, gunpowder and uh, boat trebuchets. Oh, wow. Times are a-changing. I'm a monkey demon now. I see that. I see that. So, I'm on field. You yep, checked so out field? <laughs> Make sure I'm listening. So he brings down his big monster club, but just then the staff of Kalyukion shows up and we have a purple light of evil versus good yellow light fight. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. More like golden orb farts. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And at first we think Minos has died and this scene is finally over, but no, he's leveled up even further and now he's giant Minos demon monkey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> this is when we cut to the baby is crying because he's really bored with this movie and wants it to be over with by now, I think. Yeah. And then, of course, he realizes that the, that the way out, Hermes realizes that he needs to pray to Ophelius to help him out. But he is Ophelius. <laughs> yes. But And that's what Ophelius says, right? Ophelius <laughs> is like, dude, I'm you. What the fuck are you doing? And he's like, right, right. Right. Sorry. He literally, I just want to point this out. He literally defeats the evil monkey with the same understanding as Michael Jordan won Space Jam. He's like, oh, I can just... <laughs> Oh, just do it? Okay, yeah, I'll just do oh, it. Oh, okay, all right. Well, in that case, I'll turn into a blindingly glowy yellow light and and then I'll win. And then, because this movie is just like, wait, that's not crazy enough. He, he powers up, burns as bright as a thousand sparklers, and then an army of space boats 
descends upon hell, firing laser beam arrows at Minos. And can I tell you the fucking sad moment I had? I was like, oh, those are the space boats from the last movie. Yes. That's where those came from. <laughs> Really sad. Actually. There was a moment oh, where both of us were like, I was wondering if the spaceboat Navy was going <laughs> to show up. Yep. <laughs> there they are. You ever have, look, I'm not going to say this happens in a lot of jobs, but there are moments in this job where I go, oh, I hope I'm not the expert on this particular topic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I now realize I'm in a percentile that should make me uncomfortable, but yeah. I just don't want to be the guy. Eli, you're definitely my expert. Thank you. Yeah, so, and and then hell collapses on Minos just the same way as this castle did, and he's dead for being dead, I guess. And the sprites all come out and go, now that's the end of the movie. But it, <laughs> oh, right. it's, but not it's not quite yet, <laughs> right? We have to have the, the wrap-up. So Ophelius appears before the Space Navy, and he tells Hermes that, why, he's learned something here today. Okay, Ophelius says a series of dumber and dumber lessons, like, like a skepticism test. Right. It's like he starts out with believe in yourself and then he's like, always have faith in God and you'll be invincible forever. Yes. And then just to check and make sure we were listening, he goes, when the wind stops blowing, it ceases to exist. And I was like, I would love to hear the science on that. my guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So he, he, he tries to I love him trying to put a bow on this as though he's going to make this whole thing have a moral but then the next day we get Hermes looking over the water because, damn it, they spent money on that uh, that water animation. And he's like, I'm going to start a brand new life. Why? I'm going to lead a cult in Japan in 4,300 <laughs> years. Right? Indeed. Uh, uh. And then we watch the magical fart right out of town like the end of a fucking episode of The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Oh, where's that movie? And just in case you forgot what I said that I wrote earlier, <laughs> my button on this film, and somehow everything is good again. I hate everything. The fact that this exists makes me feel like everything I've ever done in my life is futile. This movie broke me. Existential crisis incoming. So... <laughs> If you guys don't hear from me for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Somebody check in on Kara on yeah. the regular. Yeah. <laughs> Kara, we, st we still have the pictures. I'm just going to remind you, we still have the picture. Well, I... <laughs> <sighs> oh, my God. So I just want to point out that I wrote this whole like thing about what what was your takeaway and the lesson that you learned here. I wrote that before you wrote all of this. I don't think I need to still ask you. I think oh, yeah. we know. Before you so, put us in your tape. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I guess I've got nothing left to do, but thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure to have you on, Kara. Oh, yeah, that's the most genuine thank you. I, I'm really, you're, you're fucking not welcome. You're not welcome at all. I never I am. I oh my really God. Never am. Sorry, I'm just Googling something real quick. When does a podcast become kidnap? Oh, what a build it. Kidnapping. Uh, it's our picture. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for our review of Herbie's Winds of Love, but that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to loop back around. So Eli, tell us what's on deck. Well, Noah, I'm on vacation next week, which means I've found something truly abhorrent for you while I'm gone. I'll let the YouTube description do the talking. Quote, 
This is the story of the president who was more powerful than God. He ruled the world with an iron fist, but getting into heaven is not easy even for him. All the laws he made for others to follow turns to his detriment. <laughs> Everything that was done to ruin him turns out to be his salvation. What the president has to do to get into heaven. End of YouTube description. So yeah, you'll be watching The President Goes to Heaven. Oh my God. Oh. Oh, I can't wait to hear the dialogue in it. Um, so I guess with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 388 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Kara for hanging out with us today. Be sure to check out Talk Nerdy. If you haven't already, you'll find it linked in the show notes. And perhaps even a huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing A, The Citation Data, DD Minus, and The Skeptic Credit, available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of the movie Dress on Mars. All of the other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bostic, I'm an illusionist. Promise to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. No women in the kingdom ever spoke another word to another woman again, except about their men, because sexism. The staff of Kalyukion went on to repeatedly explain to Hermes that all anal play counts as personal desires. <laughs> Happy Science Cult has an extra eight movies we haven't watched yet, and they're still making them. Uh, no! No! <laughs> Oh, how do I get out of this? <laughs> you have to believe. You have to you repent have to and believe. really mean it, Kara. You have to believe. <laughs> just and do it. Don't think. Just <laughs> do it, Kara. <laughs> and kill me with a sword, just like the monkey. You got a hip throw of it. Just go for the hip throw. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.